Welcome to Daily Defining Moments. This is Pastor Allen, and I'm so glad you're with me. Our goal each day is to help you open your Bible and connect with Jesus. Remember, before I begin my day, God has something to say. We're reading through the New Testament portion of the one-year Bible in the New Living Translation. Today is July 19th, and our reading comes from Romans chapter 5. Beginning in verse 6, Paul says this, When we were utterly helpless, Christ came at just the right time and died for us sinners. Most people would not be willing to die for an upright person, though someone might perhaps be willing to die for a person who is especially good. But God showed his great love by sending us Christ who died for us while we were still sinners. And since we've been made right in God's sight by the blood of Christ, he will certainly save us from God's condemnation. For since our friendship with God was restored by the death of his son, while we were still his enemies, we will certainly be saved through the life of his son. So now we can rejoice in our wonderful new relationship with God because our Lord Jesus has made us friends of God. Man, what a powerful section. I love this idea that Paul uh, shares. He says, you know, most people wouldn't die even for somebody who's good. And then he said, maybe you would find an exceptional person who'd be willing to die for another exceptional person. But our God, his love for us is so great that even while we were sinners, even while we are declaring our independence, even while we're shaking our fist in God's face, His love for us is so great. He died for us to show us His love. And now, because of our faith in Jesus, we've become friends with God. Just think about that. I I love that because, again, it's one of the distinguishing characteristics of Christianity. No other religion has a God who's inviting you to be his friend or to be his child, to be even, and we'll see in a couple of chapters, a joint heir with his own son. There is no God who makes the claim to be so generous as our God. You know, when I'm reading that, I will often, one of the things I I hope you can learn to do as you're reading your Bible is how to pray through Scripture. So if I were reading this today devotionally, I would take time to look back on my own life and reflect on my sin and my independence and where God has brought me from in order to remember and to see the greatness of God's love, that despite my sin and rebellion and dependence and morality, there's a God who loves me and gave his life to rescue me from the power and the consequences of sin. I just love that. And what it does is it produces in my heart a love, and a gratitude. It makes me want to be God's friend. You know, one of the things about a friend is that you want to spend time with him, right? And I don't think many people think 
about God in those terms. I think for most people, they want to please God. They don't want God to get mad at them. They don't want God to zap them. They hope God will help them. But they rarely think of being his friend. Listen, God wants to be your friend. In fact, God created us not just so that we would serve him. He already had angels and other angelic divine beings who would serve him. He created us in his image to do life with us, to share himself with us, to love and to be loved, to be your friend. That's the kind of relationship that God wants with each of us. This is why it's so important to take time every day to connect with Jesus, to try to live in his presence, not because we have to, not because we're going to get in trouble if we don't, but because God wants to be our friend. And it's in his presence that our heart is healed and transformed and matured so that we're looking more and more like our friend, Jesus. Now, let me read this next section. In verse 18, he says this, yes, Adam's one sin brings condemnation for everyone, but Christ, one act of righteousness, brings a right relationship with God and new life for everyone. Because one person disobeyed God, many became sinners. But because one person obeyed God, many will be made righteous. Now, when I read that, often I I thought about how often people have said to me, I don't understand why the sin of Adam thousands of years ago, about 6,000 years ago, why did the sin of Adam have such a damaging, damning effect on me and all people today? That's not fair. Why would God do that? Why would God cause Adam's sin to be passed on through all these other people, all these generations, so we're all born in sin. Why would God do it that way? Well, the beautiful thing about God's plan is that because he made sin pass from Adam to all men, he's also caused righteousness to pass from Jesus to all men. I love this idea. See, the truth is, if God would have made each one of us responsible, then it would be up to you to live a perfect life in order to earn a relationship and to deserve heaven. The truth is, that's what most religions teach. But the problem is, you're not able and I'm not able to live perfectly even if we were in a sin-free environment. Remember, Adam and Eve were in a sin-free environment. They were in a perfect world. And yet, in that perfect world, there was a spiritual battle going on that they really were not aware of and didn't understand. They were easily deceived and baited into sin. And I suspect the same thing would be true for us. Imagine if we had to live all eternity, not just our short life, See, if there was no sin in the world and death did not reign, then we would live forever. Imagine if you had to live forever, and if you messed up, you were thrown out. That's the other system. 
Well, in God's system, Adam is our representative, and Adam failed. And because Adam's failed, sin passed through and is in the heart of all men. We are born in sin. But because that's the system God has set up, he sent a second Adam, Jesus, who fulfilled the law, who lived a holy life, and then went to the cross and died in our place so that righteousness would reign in the hearts of all those who believe. Listen, the truth is God's plan is better. God's plan is better. If we would have been all held responsible for our own behavior and Jesus didn't die, the truth is we would have all failed and all been condemned. But in God's plan, Jesus took our condemnation so that through our faith in Christ, we may all be forgiven, made righteous, and become the friends, the children of God. It's so much better. It's so beautiful. Now, watch this. Last thing, verse 20. God's law was given so that all people could see how sinful they were. And we've said that over and over again. What is the purpose of the law? Well, one of the big things the law does is it makes us aware of our own sinfulness. It's difficult to hide from God's law. God's law binds us all up. God's law exposes all of us as sinners in need of a Savior. Well, the truth is that's good because it points us, it pushes us to Jesus. But he goes on to say, as people sinned more and more, God's wonderful grace became more and more abundant. So just as sin ruled over all people and brought them to death, now God's wonderful grace rules instead, giving us right standing with God, resulting in eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. I love this phrase, where sin abound, grace abounds more and more, that God's grace is greater than our sin, that when we put our faith in Jesus, that we have God's grace, not only for eternal life, but for today. And it's the grace of God, remember, that allows us to draw near to God, that allows us, despite our imperfection, to walk with Him as friends. And as we are with Him, He's transforming our hearts from the inside out. So let's take time to reflect on all that God has done for us, his love for us despite our imperfection, his wisdom in creating a plan that made my future and my relationship with God not dependent on my performance, but on simple childlike faith. Let's thank God that where sin abounds, grace abounds more and more. What a great God we serve. Let me pray for you. Father, thank you so much for loving us so well. And I pray that today as we reflect on our own heart and our own story and all that you've done in us and for us and your grace, you loved us in our sin and died in our place so that we could be your friends. God, we want to we wanna be a good friend. Help us all to learn how to be a friend of God, to walk with you and to know you and to be known by you be transformed by your truth and your grace. 
God, we're so grateful for the wisdom of your plan that it's not dependent on our performance, but the performance of Christ and our childlike faith. Lord, we're so grateful for the promise that where sin abounds, grace more abounds, that your grace is greater than our sin. And so, God, I pray that we would all stand and rest in your grace and that you would transform our hearts. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Man, what a great God we serve. Remember, before I begin my day, God has something to say. We'll see you again tomorrow.